feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. Oh, they're cheering for us, Eric. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone can even hear that. I am one Those of are our five fans. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. Eric Marchin. Matt, it's day four of the Toronto International Film Festival. I had to think there for a yeah, second. Yeah, I was like, is it four? <laughs> is it four? Um, you are feeling similar I'm on four hours sleep, so to a how theme I of four. was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four for four. Before four, uh, the famous Canadian band that before so if four. You get yeah, down yeah. on me, I'll get down on you. Which we will be doing today. Yes, with the Fablemans. <laughs> yes, today we are reviewing probably the one of the biggest films to ever premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival, Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. Yes. Um, and it is that because Spielberg said this in his intro uh, is his first and only film that's ever played a film festival he said yeah i don't know if that is true i think um, i think like, lincoln played afi yeah. but i think it's specifically like in competition because it is eligible for the people's choice award and um this is the world premiere of the fablemans uh, or was the world premiere uh last night so uh the first time that public industry and press uh were all uh huddled up in the princess of wales theater as uh, cameron bailey came out to introduce steven spielberg and uh you can pretty much guess that the screening didn't start for what felt like at least like a half an hour uh from the initial uh start time um and so you know with that uh there was a lot of anticipation a lot of excitement just to have you know Spielberg come out on the stage and introduce the film and you know kind of give a, an opening uh, statement or remark and I think you know he kind of put it well by saying that you know the movie speaks for itself and if you're familiar with Steven Spielberg as you know I think most film fans are whether you're more of a casual moviegoer or a diehard cinephile um, he's shaped the language of cinema in both the studio realm and in just kind of the culture as a whole mm -hmm. and is probably the most you know synonymous name when it comes to the definition of a movie director you know yeah. you, you we were talking <coughs> earlier today saying yeah. like he's got to be like if you went up to 50 random people on the street uh if you said name a film director or a movie director like spielberg probably is going to be one if not the only one that most people say <laughs> yeah yeah and, and 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 for good reason i mean he has made some uh, of the most an indelible mark movies of all time jaws jurassic yeah. park close e. encounters schindler's list yeah. uh, the color purple i mean the list goes on and on and 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 not just him as a director but you know as a producer as a studio head um but also a, a movie fan himself and again, and this movie being about his childhood and his yeah. family and why he loves movies and why he is who he is i think is such it was such a special like we'll get into the movie itself but i think just for me and you I, your favorite movie of all time is jaws my favorite yeah. movie of all time is jurassic park so you could tell that it was a pretty special night like uh to be at that world premiere see him intro the movie we stayed for a q a so yeah you know, you know it's a special night when matt and eric uh stay for a q a after the movie and a calculated risk 
asked by us because it was uh, a moderated Q&A by Cameron Bailey. There were no audience questions and people who listen to us know that uh, we just bail out of Q&As because of those audience questions most of the time. But um, just a, it was just really special to be there no matter you know how I was going to feel about the movie. And again, we'll get into that in just a few moments, but um, it was just... Uh, pretty in- incredible to see him in person and speak and talk about the movie afterwards. Too. Yeah, it, it's it's a, a once in a lifetime you know opportunity and you know to see a filmmaker that has influenced you know your own life and and your love of of movies. You know, it's it's kind of like seeing you know a. Uh, you know, I don't want to put him on that pe- pedestal, but like seeing like you know your God in the flesh, kind of <laughs> in a way for for, for movie nerds, um, and yeah, I mean he's he's one of those guys that um, you are listening to every word he says and every you know answer he he you know gives to Cameron Bailey's you know thoughtful and 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 direct questions and um I think the best Q&As are the ones that are just you know moderated between um yeah. a programmer and the filmmaker and maybe it, take questions from online like submit them beforehand yeah, yeah, that yeah. way you can kind of go through you the can vet ones, them but, and 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 find the good ones um, because there are, there are some you know in the past there have been some really good questions from the audience but for every good question there's at least seven that are either a statement or making it about them um but the fablemans let's get into the movie so so up front we should also say with with this that it is auto fiction but at the same time there is more of spielberg than i was expecting because this is this is a script that the he, names are changed in a lot of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> Sammy Fableman yeah. but Steven Spielberg but so Spielberg basically wrote this during the pandemic with Tony Kushner this is one of Spielberg's only credited writing uh, yeah. uh, uh, projects in terms of him making a film so it really goes to show you how um, personal this is and he even said during the Q&A that it was almost like therapy sessions with Tony Kushner um, in terms of writing it but um, if you followed Spielberg in any way whether it be again you know in a kind of um, sort of laid back manner but or, or more specific like if you've read any of his autobiographies or bios you kind of know the beats that it's going to play with you know you start with you know the fablemans in the 1950s in new jersey um around the holiday season uh the first film that a young uh sammy fableman sees in theaters is the film that would forever change spielberg uh the uh greatest show on earth the cecil b demille movie with charlton heston um and watching that we see that kind of classic and maybe somewhat cliched just given the recent bout of auto fiction you know personal stories from filmmakers you know whether it be belfast or you know even something um as as you know decades old now like cinema paradiso um you know where you have the child looking up at the screen kind of capturing flickering things like that um from there he becomes kind of completely enamored by filmmaking and being in control of how to construct a scene and we see that you know his family is a relatively large jewish american family you know he has three sisters and um a a dad who is you know a, a computer genius an early adopter of a technical form that is still very much in its infancy you know we talk about 
looked at a lot where like social media and technology has progressed so much over the years but you know this was at a time when you know oscilloscope radios and 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 the early kind of you know modifications to computer tech were around and so um the Arnold surrogate, uh, played by Paul Dano, is kind of always busy with work and very pragmatic and doesn't necessarily, um, you know, uh, believe that Sammy's career and hobby will coincide with one another, yeah. where his mother... Uh, he calls you know, it a hobby over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, and his mother, uh, his, his Leah-adjacent mother, played by Michelle Williams, um, is more on the artistic sort of side of things, where she does kind of... Um, you know, enable him and, and want to, you know, stoke those passions. But she's also going uh, through some um, changes of her own and it sort of deals with mental health and wellness and sort of looking at that dynamic between uh, the mother and the father over the years. And as we see the story progress, we also are introduced to another party, a kind of um, uncle type figure played by uh, Seth Rogen in the movie who will play a pivotal role uh, later on as well and so we see this dynamic of this family kind of getting along and you know during the holiday season we see you know Sammy wanting to be a part of you know Christmas but you know being a young Jewish kid you don't necessarily understand you know that maybe that concept and 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 what goes into it but it like that first visual image is very strong when the fablemans are driving home and you see all the christmas lights and then the one house that doesn't have it and you know again it's looking at the way that like there's a form of segregation and sort of you know being a, a sort of marginalized within a community that is very much uh, Christian um, and so from that period we kind of cut to um, Arizona where a, a huge part of Sammy's life will be kind of influenced in terms of like that early filmmaking style you know we see the guerrilla filmmaking uh, at its at its finest when uh, you know him and his boy scout buddies are uh, gathering up scorpions which gave me an anxiety attack because I don't know how I you saw my be... first scorpion when I was in Croatia like yeah. I've never seen one in person out of all the places and... you could see a scorpion Croatia we were uh, it was in our pool house uh, from the villa we rented that sounds so douchey when I say that right <laughs> but, like there was just a scorpion on the wall I mean but, yeah. you should have brought this up with our review for for uh, glass onion it sure. would have been more appropriate um but 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 in those sequences you can also see you know this this kid who's now played by uh um gabriel labelle mm -hmm. um uh, canadian actor as well so two canadians in this movie with rogan and, and labelle but you can see the composition types that like you know you you see the moments with that are both like et and raiders s yeah you know and and the way that like he frames certain scenes so like the shot of like you know seeing somebody between someone's legs and yeah. stuff like that and all the filmmaking stuff is a lot of fun but then again you have the melodrama or the, of the kind family of this, the struggles and, yeah. with you know um the, the impending sort of separation of the mother and father and Spoilers. something <laughs> yeah something that would influence spielberg for the rest of his totally, life yeah and I, I think you know i i obviously spielberg's most personal film and um i i feel like the film is at its best when uh you know it it's i didn't expect it to focus 
I know the movie's called The Fablemans, but when you hear something like this, you're like, oh, it's just going to be why he fell in love with movies. And, you know, we talk about biopics all the time, and we're getting this interesting thing with filmmakers almost not doing their own biopics, but just these nostalgic pieces on their childhoods and stuff like Roma that. Roma as like, well, yeah. Alfonso Cuaron. Exactly. And, like, they don't necessarily involve, like, this is how I became a filmmaker more so this is how I grew up what inspired me why I make the movies that I make um, what my family put into this and and it's not necessarily about Spielberg but about his family and I guess I should have known that from the title of the Fablemans and right. not be, it be called Sammy or Spielberg or whatever yeah. he wants to call it but like um, I like that it was it's, it's more of a family drama than a biopic or anything right and then yeah. that's where that autofiction comes in where it's not necessarily exactly like here's how Steven Spielberg became Steven Spielberg even though it is that yeah um, but I like that it is just this kind of uh, period piece family drama about uh, obviously focused on this kid that is just obsessed with and loves the movies yeah I like all the stuff when he's um, a teen making his first films like I thought that stuff was great like how he used special effects uh, Spielberg talked a little bit about that in, in the camera Q&A. in camera or poking holes in a, in a film print or um, trying to make explosions with like just dirt in a, in a wooden board so you saw all those like kind of behind the scenes things of how he did that and how he learned to like his craft at an early age and how creative he was when making that stuff and I think that stuff's really awesome uh, Gabriel LaBelle you said is yep. the young man's name I thought he was excellent like I thought he carries the movie he's literally in basically the majority of it I thought he was very charismatic and and just fantastic and kind of good at kind um, of like finding that balance of being both naturalistic in that kind of awkward teenage yeah. kind of way but also you know having to kind of grow up a little bit more because of you know having to deal with, with his with you know his 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 mother's affair yeah. with with um uh, the, the the family friend and played by uh, Rogan where uh, Benny where I love Seth Rogan it did take me out a little bit um, well his laugh specifically yeah, I think there's I think a dinner it, yeah. scene early on where like it's like okay that I think Seth Rogen, he's yeah. good though uh, he, he is, is good he I, is. I like him and I like him when he does stuff like this yeah. where he goes a little bit out of his comfort zone and does something a bit more dramatic subtle. and subtle and he's weirdly like, more subtle I think yeah. than Michelle Williams and Paul yes, Dano and at times and that's something I sort of tweeted last night and, and we talked a little bit about where uh, I think the movie's great I think from a technical standpoint obviously Spielberg's a master and yeah. it is a very very well made movie yes um, the runtime doesn't it's two and a half hours but I was completely engaged throughout the whole thing um, I think loving Spielberg you you know I feel like anyone who does love that man will see that and, and want to know everything about his childhood and his family um, yeah I do agree that Dano and Williams while I do like them for the majority of the you know film, Williams is going to win an Oscar um, already right yeah. it's been declared um, it's done I I don't agree with that, and I also just, like, it is one of those showy kind of Oscar-y performances, for sure. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Um, but I think that's both a pro and a con, where at times, I think, in, in the scenes where it feels a little less showy and a little bit more subtle or natural, like, uh, I think they're both great, but there are times, especially because it's a period piece, and I know maybe even Spielberg's doing that intentionally to feel kind of... Um, older, right? Like, not so modern, because it's supposed to fit the time period, where some of the acting does feel, like, kind of showy and a... Stilted, in a a way. And stilted, yeah. And I feel like there are a couple moments and a couple scenes that stand out to me that I'm like, who they're they're going and but they're going to like 11 or 12 yeah. and and that's the stuff that kind of took me out of it a little bit when it, it's just 
it, it didn't they didn't they felt like actors performing something rather than Spielberg's parents to me in those moments and I know I've talked to you and other people that are like well his mother was like that and his father was like that yeah. and I'm like I get that but there but is a certain amount of stylization yeah. within the the sort of character arcs that they're 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 playing right where where it's not necessarily melodrama but there is kind of a, a uh, kind of a throwback quality to it, to you know the time period itself taking place, you and know, in the nineteen fifties and sixties. Right? That he fell in love with. Like I felt like, you know, the acting styles are very different than yeah. now, right? And I felt like some of the performances almost felt, you know, old. You know and it I mean? and it does also clash a little bit. I think you know you mentioned you know Spielberg being a, a technical um, you know uh, master at his craft, and he is. And, and I do like Janos Kaminski as a cinematographer, but I do feel with this and even West Side Story, the visuals kind of clash a little bit yeah. at times. Because, again, like West Side Story, I think there was maybe some sort of, you know, attempt at bringing a contemporary style and almost a dystopian kind of quality to kind of the, the ruins I of New York. I think the showiness of a musical, too, like his kind of sweeping yeah. cinematography and stuff like that works. But I get you, you mean the look. this... Yeah like the the kind of washed out saturated kind of you know the lights kind of like coming in through the window and kind of giving it this like kind of it doesn't work for the time period because the time period was more technicolor it kind of was more artificial where you do see some of the production design of this movie you know whether it be um the lawns or the just the neighborhoods kind of look more artificial and like they have that kind of facade quality but then it clashes with kind of like the look being kind of again it almost it like looks like the hobbit or something where it's like four, eight frames and, per and second. that goes back to the acting thing we yeah. just talked about too and, and i go maybe that's intentional right like because he wants this to feel like a movie version of his like that's why maybe it's not called he's the character's not called steven and they're called yeah. the fablemans and it's like no this is a movie version of my life right and even you know getting to the final frames of the movie and and some of the more meta kind of things there and i think i even heard someone today talking about it i don't want to get into it because it's not spoilers these are all like real things but from the actual movie um i just felt like maybe that artificialness of it is intentional but i i agree with you that it like didn't necessarily uh completely work no it took me out of it a little bit but but that's but you know it's it's one of those things where like you you accept it for what it is because you know this is his that was his choice yeah, and, totally, and and yeah. you know like i i think it also deals with a lot of things that you know his jewish identity and, yeah. and how you know he faced anti-semitism and um from some numerous and, yeah uh, you know individuals and you know i i think the high school stuff is actually very funny yeah. at times his too girl, and charming his girlfriend and uh, christian religion. girlfriend yeah. and things like that um are work really well and 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 going back to just like the idea of you know the family thing you know it, it's it's very much an ensemble piece in that way but it is also you know sammy slash steven figuring out why he is the way he is why right. he is not more like his father or some of his sisters and why he is so obsessed with you know making a movie instead of doing something that's of more quote-unquote value and you know you mentioned already that uh paul dano's character always says you know this is a hobby this isn't something i can't necessarily completely support yeah, and there's a speech of saying why it's not important versus why yeah it's important, but then but. you have you know a, a, a moment of of grief where um uh, the mother's uh 
the grandmother passes away and uh, Michelle Williams' character's mother passes away and uh, that eccentric uncle comes to visit played by Judd Hirsch who's wonderful <laughs> yeah. in, in a That's cameo role. really, really great scene. But yeah. kind of gives you and Sammy context into, you know, this is the side of your family and this is, you know, this is who you are and, and it's a part of who you are and you need to embrace that you you shouldn't be afraid of it this is that's how some people are wired you know yeah um it it's interesting like it, it, weirdly I, I i don't know why i'm comparing it to this but there's a speech that's kind of similar in top gun maverick where tom <laughs> cruise no well tom cruise is talking about you know to val kilmer's character yeah. about teaching it's like how do you teach somebody who you just are you yeah. know you can't teach that you, yeah. you have to be it or you're not yeah, yeah, yeah and that's kind of the insight that judge Hirsch's uncle character kind of gives Sammy and like you know like it's just that's how it was on you know that side of the family and you know you have to kind of just not be afraid to embrace it um, there's also a wonderful cameo by David Lynch um, yeah. that is incredible um, that's not a spoiler either because no, that was in it was he was cast we won't say how it kind of plays a role or where it, it plays fantastic. a role but it, it works brilliantly <laughs> and yeah it's 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 overly long a nice um, shot at like middle brow kind of yeah like yeah um, which like I, again you know kind of goes to like casting someone like David Lynch who is a guy that's kind of avoided the mainstream his yeah. whole career and has never done middle of the road no stuff. never For sure. um, but yeah it's, love it, it or hate it right like it, yeah. it's hard not to recommend this movie and yeah. it, it, even is, at two and a half hours yeah, yeah. Is, is it is it a masterpiece I don't I don't know I'd like to watch it one more time yeah. maybe outside of the festival and just like on a day where I don't have anything else and just completely focus on it and you know being the last movie of the day it kind of feels like you know like we were overly tired our bodies were aching by sitting in these very oh small my god my seats. ass was numb bro yeah but then it was the perfect movie for that too where I we saw two movies yesterday and you guys can check out our glass onion review um, which should be available for you guys right now as well and it kind of it did rejuvenate me a little bit like uh, on a on a long day and even though we were in three movies back to back to back at the Princess of Wales, like Glass Onion just being so incredibly fun and then the Fablemans just being this love letter to cinema and, and family and, and, and things like that, like it really did breathe life into me. I agree with you that I, I don't know if I think it's a masterpiece either, like, but I think it is a really, really solid piece of filmmaking that, you know, Spielberg put everything into it. it literally like yeah. he, he talked really lovely about uh, how this movie you know was his way of bringing his parents back and and you can really kind of and his all his three sisters were there and um uh it, it was just felt like extremely extremely personal i know he's put elements of himself in all of his films you talk about it quite often eric yeah and, like um but it's just to actually kind of look at your own childhood and, and look at your your relationship with your parents and and then for him in a what thirty five plus year career forty year career oh but yeah because Jaws was a yeah. dual dual was like seventy I know he said thirty five in the yeah. intro but I or no thirty five films what am I yeah. talking about it's longer than thirty five years but um, yeah it's just. Uh, it was, it's cool that he's, you know, he can do this. And it's a weird trend that we're seeing with directors. But, like, I don't know if this will be the end of it. But uh, it almost it feels go. like it. Because he, he even joked that this isn't a swan song. Yeah. Like, it's going, he's going to continue to make, to make movies. movies. And but he it almost feels like this is a swan dies, song like, for this kind of movie that's being so. made. Because, you know, 
in the Lady Bird, which you said Spielberg brings up a lot, yeah. was Greta Gerwig about her, you know, childhood. Yeah, too, and, and, and even filmmakers that maybe we're like, I mean, obviously Greta Gerwig, you know, is is well established now, but like, you know, you even look at something like Minari and 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 you know Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza, not necessarily just about him, but taking anecdotally from other people. From other people, yeah. Um, but isn't that what writing and film? It is. is a lot it of is. Time? Write what you know. I but, mean, like, but I would hate to follow up Spielberg, and like, it's going to be interesting even talking about Empire of light when we see it because that's also supposed to have some armageddon time too yeah, right? yeah like, yeah. We, like it, again this is the ones that are maybe centered around the movies though as sure. well specifically yeah, i yeah, think yeah. that are going to be interesting. Uh, yeah empire of light specifically yeah like, I, I, uh, yeah. as people are coming out of a it's okay a there's, there's a screening that probably ended we'll wrap this one up but yeah um it's it's excellent. It's it really is yeah. a, a great film from a master filmmaker, and um, I think you know what you're gonna get when you. If you love Spielberg, like, yeah. you're gonna see it. If, yeah. if you're if you're even just a, a tad bit curious about the man who's made so many of you know the the, the greatest blockbusters ever, uh, you're you're gonna want to watch this. Um, you know, it's coming out during the American Thanksgiving. It's uh, the trailer was just released. I, yeah. it, it's one of those films that I think like it. It's a it's a perfect entry point for people that maybe aren't as familiar, but it's also a movie that um, doesn't feel redundant either for people that do know a lot about Spielberg. It kind of adds even more texture to a man that so many people love and admire and have, you know, been influenced by uh, their entire lives and and you know and 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 have been comforted by you know we go and see one of his movies to be taken away for a few hours and whether it's you know something you grow up with and and we didn't talk a lot about it but there is another really wonderful powerful genuine moment that isn't you know stilted or 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 or, or feels phony is the divorce scene i think that that is a very realistic moment okay. in well, a film well you come from that so like yeah, I, yeah. you can speak better that to that than me because I, that's a scene where i I did think was overacted and, and was well, a lot. Yeah, like, no, and, and I get that as well, but I, I feel like the way that the kids react specifically and how they're yeah. both confused, especially at that point where, like, divorce is a lot more common now, um, where, you know, the kids are both confused and upset and they're picking sides and they're also angry at each other and they don't yeah. know what to do and oh, I felt all that like stuff that I agree with I just was felt very Dano sincere. and uh, oh yeah no I'm talking William. more so from the point the of view of the children are, yeah, because all the kids were great because uh, Julia Butters is in the movie yeah, too yeah. she's great um, uh, all the kids are great I yeah. think it's some of the adults that uh, but Spielberg is a great uh, director of kids. Yes, he's always yes. been and that and that shows in this movie yeah. where again I don't like Nathan Fielder <laughs> um, the one question, if I had uh, a question at the Q&A, I just would have asked Spielberg, what did you think of Jurassic World Dominion? Right. Or have <laughs> you seen the rehearsal? <laughs> um, I'm going to give the movie a four out of five. I, I think it's quite good. Um, I w it's a movie that I, even at two and a half hours, I would suggest to anyone who who loves the movies. Like, I'm excited for my mom to see it because like, I got her ticket to this and My Policeman. And I think it is one of those movies that it's a, just a great family drama. She probably doesn't know much about Spielberg. I don't even know if she knows it's about his childhood. But for her son, me, like, I don't make movies. I talk about them. Right. But still, just showing, like, 
to any parent of like uh, of some a child like me or you who just loves the movies and I think this movie is a good representation of that too. yeah well even so. like that just quickly that title card the Fablements just being so classic yeah. like Amblin style with like even just like the blue the underline right? yeah no it's great uh, four out of five for me four out of five as well yeah. I think it will possibly go higher on a rewatch yeah because I agree there is a lot there and, and, I, and I think narratively as well the way that it's it's not elliptical but it is kind of almost like it has like a kind of you know like it, it doesn't move in a linear fashion like yeah. it's almost like a series of vignettes or chapters in a way it's still very easy to follow on yeah. like something like brother which we talked about the other day yeah because it will jump a couple of years every yeah. now and then to get from you know new jersey to arizona uh to north Car uh, california and, yeah. and that progression and los angeles yeah. at the end yeah um yeah go check it out when it's out in theaters or if you can somehow get a ticket uh for the rest of the festival there are a lot of screenings so maybe same day or something like that but um just a cool thing to have him here a cool thing to premiere this movie here i was so glad we were able to kind of go to the premiere and and it lived up to it it's a it's a solid solid movie uh okay everyone that's gonna be it for uh steven spielbergo on this episode uh go check out our other reviews we have reviews for glass onion uh brother bros uh, weird weird uh, the swimmers um, and then we'll have a lot more I like more. movies I like movies um, today there also should be a review out for um, Causeway. Causeway and an interview that Eric did with the director of Causeway I cut my thumb um, for that interview yeah so go check out all of that stuff uh, uh, right here on Untitled Movie Reviews and Untitled Movie Podcast um, go over to YouTube there's no video versions actually your interview will be on video so yes. go check that out over on uh, the YouTube Lucky channel. for all, the, all those fans <laughs> craving our, our uh, physical appearances. And then uh, one-stop shop for everything. Just head over to Letterboxd, which is untitled underscore movies. That's probably your best spot. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, go follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. I'm Eric Martian. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. I think that Steven Spielberg is going places.